Hello, everyone, and welcome to an additional episode of Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Jared Myers, brought to you by the Old Fashioned Health Network. Good health inside and out. I've got my wonderful co-host, Keela Allen, back on the show today. And then we got the man of the hour, the producer, the man, well, not the man behind the scenes, behind the scenes, but the man that has helped be a big part of this, Mr. Alvin Watson. Welcome back. Thank you so much for letting me be a guest, man. I'm glad the applause button worked this time. Anyway, all right. It's just, it's just because he knew which one to push. We are back. We are back. We kind of are getting ready for the fall season. Yeah, he's he hitting on the desk. Y'all hear them vibration? He just like, Ugh. I'm excited. It's been a while. I haven't got a chance to connect yeah, or join with you guys in a while, you know. And one, talking about finances is something I think we all get to focus on every day. So yeah. <laughs> definitely haven't yeah. uh, missed out on that per se. But another thing that we're looking forward to, um, it has been an interesting, interesting last half of this 2021. Okay. It's Ooh, to say the least. Right? Yes. We're, we're, yes. We're, we're still in a pandemic. We have... A low number of jobs, around 366,000 is what I last saw. But yet, nobody wants to work. And now <laughs> it just gives me to this time now that makes me think as a young man in my young life and the things that I've seen, how is it now that when an opportunity where people were taking advantage of working multiple jobs, the grind, the aspect of, you know, making things have to happen, do you think now we've been given the affordability or the millennials per se, which would include my generation. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean look at me. It's okay. I mean, but my generation got it right. I mean, in some Come aspects on. of working, in some aspects of working, and Tila, technically you too as well. You considered a millennial. I'm not like y'all though. I, I, I'm, I'm an old. I have an old soul. Yes, you know, I, I was raised by old folks. Hey. hey. <laughs> We've got a hot job market, but yet a low willing participant. And maybe this may just be in one section. I don't think they're not willing. I think that I, I don't think they have the uh, skill set now that's required for the new new type of jobs that are out there. The tech part of yeah. it is it's outdated. And then to make it worse, the educational systems, because of COVID, people have been learning from home. So it's just putting them further behind to keep up with technology like they need to. Now, would you say training is a little bit difficult when it comes to some of those jobs or but most learned. of them you see are still your retail malls, your uh, your restaurants. Those industries right now are still kind of suffering. Keila, what do you think? I think it's because they're not paying enough. I don't want to, I mean, well, I would, I, I'm not even going to say that they're not paying enough. It's just with the whole um, millennial aspect and even, what do you call these new babies, these 90s Gen Z. Uh, babies? Gen Z. What are they called? Whatever they're called. Millennials. Uh, they have like they come in, they come in entry level wanting to make uh thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's almost like um yeah, they're definitely not paying enough to get them to make them want to actually work. So yeah, I basically the pandemic exposed a different level of your employer protection and your your feeling as if it were secure enough to stay long job security yeah. job security yeah. exactly yeah but job yeah. security so so y'all are financial gurus what do you think it's going to look like in about five years with people not not taking advantage of the job market right now because to me 
it's it's two it's two perfect storms happening. People don't want to don't want to adhere to taking a COVID shot, so therefore they le- they're losing their jobs. That's a lot of positions gonna be open then, and then there were already positions that were opening because uh, people wanted to work from home and didn't want to go back to work, and there was a lot of issues. So for me, I think the job market is great. It's just whether you have the skill set or not to do the work. So yeah. how you think that's gonna impact people financially in five years that have chosen to be like. I'm just not going to go back to work. I'm going to do my own thing. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I was, hmm. at, yeah, I saw an article today. I just saw the headline, but a record number of Americans are quitting their job now. I see in the next five years more online, more remote jobs really being big. I do see a lot of people yeah. being in there. Um, in that industry, something whether, via whatever it is. I do feel like some jobs in some industries are going to fail, but you'll have companies like Amazon or mm-hmm. or a big chain just come in and scoop them up. And the same thing with real estate, what's, a, what's happening now. Airbnb and VRBO, mm-hmm. those businesses I think are about to land a killing because a reason as well, mm-hmm. you know, everybody talks about the bubble. Right. And the boom and the bust, right? right. right? We mm-hmm. saw the housing market. We saw those things come up. I personally believe that there are too many companies with too much cash on hand mm-hmm. to throw anywhere they want to. And the main thing people are going to need with the moratorium ending and the things like that ending is a home and a place to live. Yeah, yeah. And I can't get the qualifications yeah. to – I was uh, dealing with a gentleman a while back, convicted felon. Couldn't the apartments now all of a sudden are doing a different type of background check, something he had a while back. Couldn't get an apartment after being in one, after a certain type of check. And, you know, he's been in. And I'm thinking, like, man, it's time to buy a house. He's got the cash flow, but he doesn't have the down payment. And it's a big difference when things like that happen. So that's my opinion. Keila, what do you think about it? I'm, I'm right there with you. It's like you have to think about um, – these businesses, especially from a financial institution perspective, we have to find a way to safeguard ourselves um, when you're, I guess, I guess, experiencing the things that we experienced during the pandemic. Um, you saw a lot of like, I don't even think they've released the whole little re- foreclosure thing where a lot of people were able to like go without having to pay a mortgage for so long or what have you. I, I know people personally who actually um, were able to like, because they could not, for because banks couldn't foreclose on their home or whatever the case may be, like they were able to actually get out, get from, as crazy as this may sound, they're able to actually get from under those mortgages some kind of way and have money and being able to get paid, getting some type of funds on the back end. So I think a lot more red tape is going to go into place simply because companies financial institutions are going to have to find some type of way to safeguard themselves as far and as well as landlords or companies as such, you know, they want to make sure that, hey, if something does happen like this again, I won't be out of business or I won't take a big loss. So I think what's happening is it's just a measure of safeguarding. Well, you know what? So, so for me, um, 
say, how do I say this? So um, it, it's a bad thing, but the people that's been uh, not, if you've not been paid properly and you've not gotten the break you should have gotten and, and companies and, and financial financial institutions have taken advantage of you for so very long, I mean, a year worth of giving back for a change, you should. I mean, I mean, it's, it's bad that something had to happen to you just finally give back to the smaller people you've taken advantage of with your high interest rates. Oh, absolutely. Kind of thing. So now it's like, this is karma, God giving back. It's like, you know, everything that looks bad, <laughs> Kofi was bad, but it was good for a whole lot of people. Ooh, for a whole lot of us. Let me say that. Amen. And that was something, but you know, that was something that we talked about early on, how if you played your cards right and if you were smart, this was the perfect opportunity for you to literally um the playing field was level for a lot of people especially small business owners so at this point i just feel like it's no excuse really for a person to have to say oh i was set back yeah there were some setbacks but even with those setbacks there were provisions put in place for a lot of people to benefit from you know or to uh rebuild even if you weren't a business owner for just a person like me who worked a regular nine to five, there were things that put in place that helped me out a whole lot, you know? Right. So, you know, that, like you said, as bad as it may sound, it was time. It was time for that. It was time for that to happen. And if people played their cards right, this was a really, really good time for them to at least get two or three steps ahead. I completely agree. Another thing we saw, too, was the term and the use of actual small businesses take a huge leap forward. I think you saw small businesses via 1 to 10 employees, 20 to 40, 40 to 500, just depending on the type of company, if it wasn't franchise or anything like that in particular. But you really heard that word small business get pushed, mm -hmm. and it's getting pushed a lot in the banks. It's getting pushed a lot in businesses, small business, small business, small business. Now, <clears throat> transactions, right? We talked about how pandemic, you mentioned, was the best thing that could have happened for some people, in yeah. a sense, starting a small business, right. starting something that could happen. My thing now with the end of the year coming up, how many of those people – got paid on cash app and don't have anything to log in now reporting for taxes to come next year. You know, like it's things like that, that it sounds good. You started a business, but your transactions, you're about to hand somebody but, to but do you your know taxes. What? I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you some, what I understand uh, the reason, the purpose of that is not necessarily solely to take advantage of the small man's dollar. That's what they consider getting under the table, but there's a lot of dark money that the politicians are, Using to to manipulate the political system where they are staying in place. Wow. So the smaller oh, yeah. people, the smaller people that may be like me getting six hundred dollars here and there, they're not really worried about me. But they know that dark money people are able to hide a whole bunch of money through Cash App, Venmo. It's funny all, you say all the that. Rest of them. That's why Lindsey, who's the senator in South Carolina, was it Lindsey, Lindsey Graham? Graham? Lindsey Graham. And uh, I believe this, and you can quote, and we can fact check or whatever. I'm not this, this nickname, but we just call it Lindsey Graham. MSNBC article stated that uh, no, that and CNBC said, and we'll post that as well in here mm. for the show notes. After doing his campaign calculations on what he spent in 2020, he spent 12 percent of the funds donated to his campaign on politics. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's too much money, and you you're doing it for the people. I, I just don't yeah. understand. Yeah, you know what's awful about the whole financial system, <coughs> the politics is 
you give me millions and millions of dollars for me to win the election, right? I give mm-hmm. you that money, and then I spend millions and millions of more just to stay in position as opposed to spending millions of more back into the, the people that... Putting it back into the community. That, it, it, it blows my mind. Yeah, it blows my mind. People still support power. that. People still support that. Well, I want... I want Achilles. That's my girl. I'm gonna vote. It's like, okay, what has she done for you lately? Yes. What ha- what what have you know? Like, what what effective changes have you seen this person do? And that that's a lot of what we face here in Jackson, Mississippi. Just the the, the capital city in itself. It is so so sad and it's so disheartening to see stuff just like that every day. Every day, yeah. I, I do every day. I have a financial question for you guys. So where do you all see yourself? You're smart enough to understand the financial system because y'all practice this every day. Where do you see yourself in just five years? Where would you like to be in five years? I'm on the outside learning from you all when you all discuss finances. Now, when you ask that question, like what, what in particular? So if, so if you ask me what, what do I see myself in five years as far as a business owner is concerned, I see myself with my business expanding, having at least 15 employees at that point, and having a, 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 a second location uh, doing a little bit more, uh, more things as um, directed toward the minority community. That's why I see myself in five years. So career-wise so and aspirations. Okay. For, for me as a businessman, so as a financial person, where do you see yourself and where would you like to be in five years? And we can give you time and let the young lady go first. I yeah, think let the young lady go first because so if I tell the truth, I, I got to think about my answer. Well, I would definitely say that I would have to think about it, but just right off top, I know because of what's been going on lately with the um, in the financial world, I'm seeing some drastic changes in the bank right now. So honestly, I, I want to be um, not on the forefront, prayerfully, maybe God will do something for me. I won't be in the forefront of retail banking anymore because things are changing so much. Like we're almost going to, right now, we're in the midst of converting to a, what we call, what they they call C3 financial. And it's a projective or predictive system where if you're familiar with banking, especially on the uh, retail side as a teller, you know, ordering cash, making sure you control the cash flow within the bank. You know, you have like a teller or a vault teller, right. if you heard of it, where we're going to a system where now it's a vault teller won't even be needed. We're going to have a computer system that projects how much cash, what it does, it does a forecast of how much cash that is going in and out of the bank. And we're moving to a system where we no longer have to say, hey, tell JP Morgan Chase or from the Federal Reserve, we need $80,100 bills or $50,050 bills. Now that system is automatically generated for us and it removes that whole aspect of us actually having to go in to tell the system. They automatically send us money, right? So we're seeing with our eyes vividly what's going on on that retail uh, being in the forefront with that retail thing. So my goal is within the next five years is to learn, possibly learn as much as I can as far as it goes in the banking goes and try to maneuver my way into wealth management. That's something that I have always wanted to do. That That's something that I have 
um, scene. I had the opportunity to see a, a wealth manager um, by the name of David Russell, who worked for Argent, um, who came, who partnered with Origin Bank. And I have seen the stuff that he's done and he has done some amazing things. So I will hope I will be 40 in about five years. Oh my God, I'll be 40 in about five years. So hopefully, it was hopefully I would, hopefully I would have some some form or some opportunity to gradually transition over into uh, wealth management in some form and be able to really honestly give back to my black community, to my community, to the people that look like me. And there's nothing against any other community. We just have a lack there. And we have so many people who come into wealth and end up being broke by the literal retirement age or when they get older so it's one of my passions to help my community understand the dynamics of what wealth actually means and it starts by so in the next five years hopefully i could be transitioning into the wealth management realm and out of retail but i don't know Jerry? first of all i want to give a key that was awesome um 100 inspired by that and what she just said so i definitely don't want to uh, you know, take away from that because that is something that is truly inspirational. Mm -hmm. And two, to be able to get back to our communities is huge, especially where we're from. Mm -hmm. We don't get to see that a lot. Right. For me, um, like Keela, I'm seeing the changes as well. Uh, we're building branches now that we traditionally right now have CSRs and tellers. Mm -hmm. We are no longer going to have CSRs and tellers. In our <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And it's moving fast. It's yeah. going so fast. It's happening just like that. It's just bankers. I feel it's going to get to a point where the bankers 10, 15 years from now really won't be much now. At JP Morgan Chase, I actually went on an interview for there a while back earlier this year uh, for preferred client specialist position. <laughs> they don't have CSRs. The banker role is kind of slowly disappearing. It's mostly yeah. wealth management, things like that. Um, so that's one aspect of where I see it going as well. Things are changing, and they're changing fast, as you said. For me, personally, I myself do have aspirations of wealth management as well. More on the uh, investment side. Okay. More okay. of what I want to do is to either, oh, man, if I really tell y'all what I want to do. <laughs> is this the right show? <sighs> yes, yes. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> oh, you know, gosh. I just want to, I know for me where I'm, when I'm going to be able to do what I want to do and when I'm going to be able to do mm -hmm. is in that potential range of the next five to six years. If everything goes well, if everything plays out, meaning I will have sold my house, and I will okay. take that investment, okay. and I will utilize that investment to begin my adventures into real estate. From there, okay. I would like to eventually build um, a type of community center or organization to where people are able to come in the community, have like little community centers, things like that that people yeah. actually go into. Okay. You know, whether they can get their free Medicare, they can get exams, they can get things like that. Just people have access to the things that they don't have access to. Uh, the little Medicare clinics, the little things like that. I would love to own buildings for that sole purpose. Oh, I got you. To, okay. That's why I want to get in real estate as far as like that, to just let it cash flow. And the investing side, oh, wow. I would want to just have that course set up for people to just come in and learn. And it's like, all right, even if you got 25, 50, 
whatever. That's the grand scheme. Well, you got the, time. <laughs> I hope so. You got From time. the careers aspect, though, I guess in these next five years, it is to kind of see myself get out of retail mm. and expand into a level to where I actually can make an impact and a difference from either a teaching aspect okay. or, yeah. and, you know, just like, like I said, with where I am now, because I help a regular customer. Mm. You know, it's every customer every time, right? And you mm. focus on them and you give them 100% of the focus. Right. What, what if in that same amount of time that I'm giving that one person 20 minutes, I can speak to 100 people? Right. And maybe Absolutely. I'll connect with two or three. Absolutely. And Absolutely. build and repeat and build and repeat and build and repeat. So, uh, yeah, career-wise for me, I kind of want wealth management as well. Okay. Uh, investment side more so, being licensed, um, <laughs> and then figuring out, What's next? Because it's either that or the entrepreneur route with something that does involve giving back as well. Right, right. I, I just I don't know. I I I think for me, it's just being able to going back onto that teaching thing. I, I kind of shocked myself with something maybe like two years ago. Okay. I literally talked the uh, individual into investing 2.4 million dollars into the bank into my bank they had never heard of my bank before they were just they were just in the area and they were looking for uh they were actually looking for another bank and they actually came in the bank and left and walked out of the bank because they were looking for someone uh looking for something else and i just uh asked i just so happy i went out the door it was it was nothing but the lord i went out the door and just had general conversations with this individual and she just told me stuff that she had going on and i said come on back in just come in my office and let's sit down and talk and it just went over so well and it was a it was a matter of we're talking about an individual who came into some money through insurance their husband passed away and she was not she had no plans for this money she had no idea. She honestly didn't even understand the financial aspect of money. All she know was spend money, but not know how to manage money. Right. And it was something that just, it, that blew me away, that I shocked myself. Like I got called out on a senior management meeting by the CEO, just wanting to know what did I do? I had people coming to ask me like, what did you do? How in the world did you convince a regular person? And for me, that just was like, you know what, girl, you could do that. Like you could really, you, you know, like you could really do that. And it was just me having conversation with her. We talk, I'm talking about talking to somebody who, you know, understood, but did not understand clearly. And it, it was a lot, it was a lot for me. So. I had, I had, that's just my passion. Like, I don't, I don't come from much of anything, but I could definitely tell you how to work yours. <laughs> let me, let me help you out. <laughs> and with passion, there comes belief. There comes the aspect of how you had to write it down, how you had to plan it. I think it's so funny because I look back to when I got started doing a podcast, right? Okay. Completely did not think financial fitness, did not think anything finance-wise. It was more of a motivational push, a little right. bit of fitness, a little bit of finance, right? Right. And I'm right. sitting here in my closet filming it, this, this, that, and the third. You know, just, but I wrote it down. Right, write the vision. Right. I had the, the vision, I had the plan. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple, couple months later, you know, I meet Alvin. And then the next thing, you know, just basic stuff, short conversations. Hey, what do you do? Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, I do this. I'm working banking, this, this, that, and the third. And I'm from oh, great. Yeah, I'm from Mississippi. 
And literally the first four or five words I remember from Alvin was like, financial, finances. Um, I think I think I can, I'd, I'd love to meet you, man. I think we could definitely work something. I was like, you know, just didn't, didn't think anything about it. Right. And me, I had been falling in love with the aspect of teaching finances, getting people started with like little ways to make money. Um, oh, which by the way, I've got to tell you about my uh, Pokemon Oreo experience. I did get one person to request uh, <laughs> to see if it was still available, um, but it, the cookie did not sell. So uh, it's real; it works. I know that much. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> they have some Pokemon cookies in Burger. I could have got you. That was just saying. But one cookie sold for thousands. What are y'all talking about? Oh, 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 you didn't. They were all going crazy about these Pokemon Oreos. I should have bought, I should have bought a few packs of them. Bro, you didn't see this? I'm healthy. Now it's got nothing to do with being healthy. You got to sell these puppies. (laughs) Wealthy. He said not healthy. Wealthy, Alvin. Wealthy. One cookie (laughs) sold for $4,750 today. That's crazy. That's insane. An edible cookie. Edible cookie. If you can see what's in here. That's crazy. That is crazy. 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 I don't know if y'all. This is sold. Who came up with that? These are all sold. Okay. And that that one cookie sold for four thousand seven hundred fifty dollars today. We can't sell three hundred fifty dollars for four cookies. <laughs> and that is financial fitness, folks. You have to be a hustler. You have to figure <laughs> out what you want to go get in life and get after it. Um, opportunity is everything, and it's writing down. Uh, like I said, like writing down the vision. Can I tell y'all one thing though, really, really quick? I, so yeah, go ahead. You all mentioned about the banking system how it's shrinking down to be more of a technical thing, right? For me, if I was in the financial world, I would want to learn how to create that robot, how to create that financial. It's funny product. you mentioned that, right? That's, that's okay. the winner right there. Learn how to do that. You're gonna see more more of that come about, right? You have yeah. young people that don't really understand banking, but they understand technology. Yep. And yep. what they understand about technology is that it's fast, it's available, and it's right there in your hand. But you know what? Yep. Technology is nothing without human because you gotta tell a computer what to do. Computer yeah. will do it on its own. I disagree with that comment, but we'll save that for a later date. I agree with him. How is it going? Who's going to program it? Gosh. How? That man can not turn itself on unless somebody tell it to do it. Natal, uh, do you agree with him? Right. I'm about to say, yeah, when you people are still sitting here thinking a computer is not going <laughs> to. Wow, what does the market do that y'all still haven't figured out yet? I'm just playing, right? Because if it's made and right, it could, it, it won't have somebody got to run it, right? Somebody could run the market and make it go up every day, but they don't. Anyway, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Financial Fitness on the Old Fashioned Health Network. I had a blast talking to you guys today. Um, and again, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. We, uh, you guys, your journey is your journey. Um, and yep. I love coming on here, talking with y'all, uh, and just getting that financial journey started. If it's saving a dollar, if it's saving $2, it's staying consistent, it's staying committed, and it's staying on Yes, 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 yes. I started out in January. I had a plan, and it hadn't been easy, but God is so good. 
And I was just leaving it there. God is just so good. Your girl, I'm going to be out this weekend, though, because I haven't been nowhere all yeah, year. Homecoming, JSU homecoming. Oh, man. Yeah, we're definitely going to try to get. Whoa, wow. This episode doesn't drop before the game. Eh, we'll figure it out. Oh, well. Uh, good luck this weekend to you, JSU alumni. <laughs> we'll see y'all <laughs> next time on the Old Fashioned Health Network. Right. This is Financial <laughs> Fitness. Go Tigers.